Hello everyone and welcome back to Hot Mess But Blessed. This is episode three and yet again, she's come out of nowhere. I think it's been about three or four weeks since I last filmed the podcast and I definitely opened episode two like this, but she's going to try and be a consistent queen. She's going to try and do it. Don't know when it's going to happen, but if I'm completely honest with you, like I completely underestimated how difficult it would be to film a podcast when I'm actually going through what I'm discussing, like live and direct, if raw, if real, it's happening. So some days, or most days, or some weeks are a lot heavier than others. So I had a really shitty couple of weeks for the last few weeks of grief. It's been very heavy, very difficult. And if anyone has been through it, it was one of those weeks or two weeks where I was like, I can't do this and I don't want to do this, and it hurts too much. So when I tried to film episodes, they were shocking. They were they were not happening. They really weren't. And you want to come on somewhat at B. I know I'm discussing like the shittest topic in the world, but I don't want to make you all more depressed by being really down the dumps and crying my eyes out all the way through an episode. So like I said, I want to talk about it in more of like an upbeat and a bit more of a brighter manner. I know that might sound absolutely crazy, but it helps. It really does help. And talking about helping, I was thinking the other day, I was talking to someone, oh, probably everyone. I'm such an open book. I literally talk to everyone about everything. And I was just mentioning how I'm not worried that people are going to lose interest in this because that's kind of like what I followed up with was this for me is like therapy. I love talking about my feelings. I love talking about my emotions. I'm actually quite enjoying like documenting it because, you know, in 10 years time, I can like listen back to this and be like, oh my God, she felt that. Like she was going through that. And like, how did she do that when she was going through this? Because I don't know if anyone's into like jail and stuff, but I definitely was like back in the day, like back in like my early 20s, I was a bit of a journaler, journaler, that's that thing. But I actually picked up this book, which is what I actually journaled in. And I look at the back of it and I'm like, oh my God, Liv, like steady, like you were going through it. But it's actually really interesting to like look back then and like see how far you've come, et cetera. So if people do begin to lose interest, um, which I, you know, I hope you don't, but and I hope you do stick around and just listen to what I've got to say. Um, because like I've said before, and to people, I do want to go into other things that aren't just grief, but at the moment, this is what is happening. So I do want to talk about that to help others through it as well. Um, and I just said, look, if I do talk about grief for like seven episodes or 70 episodes I just want to be like not to be a cringe ball but like organic and just true to myself and take it as it comes really so on that note I'll actually get into the episode itself now I'll be covering Father's Day in this episode as well as griefy holidays so let's get into it so to start off with Father's Day then I actually didn't find my first Father's Day without him too bad this year. That might sound crazy, I don't know, but it is purely down to the fact the grief at the moment is weighing so heavy 
that Sunday the 18th of June or whenever it was did not hurt any more than every other day surrounding it does and still does. It's not just Father's Day, I want him back. It is every single day. Not a day goes by that I don't think about him or honour him or just wish I could pick up the phone to him and just give him a cuddle or want him to just rip the shit into me. There is nothing more I would give than that. And next year could be completely different. I could want to bury my head in the sand and pretend the day doesn't exist. But for me, a celebration day like that doesn't necessarily make a difference. Of course, it is advertised everywhere. The same with Mother's Day. It's coming through on emails. It's all over social media. Tesco is bouncing with Father's Day cards and presents. And as a griever, it is shoved in your face. And I would say a constant reminder, but in reality, we don't need reminding that our loved one has gone. As, like I said, he and they never leave our minds. So Father's Day this year, I had somewhat a normal day. Um, Typically on Father's Day, we'd always have like a big family barbecue. But of course, we didn't do so this year. I popped into work for a little bit and then me, my mum and my little sister went into Cardiff for a little shopping, had a little drinky and then our way of honouring, 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 I can't say it, honouring him was playing a little bit of music on the way back in the car. My cat is about to pull down my ring light. Usher, Usher. My cat did actually succeed in tearing down my ring light so I'm actually a little bit off track. But I believe what I was saying was we listened to his music, had a little song and a dance, had a little laugh and a cry. And we honoured him that day, just like we do every other day. Another thing surrounding Father's Day, which is massively an expectation, I think, is avoiding social media. And I completely get it because not one person agrees to saying that is so true. And if someone wants to turn off, like shut all the blinds turn off all the noise and just cry into the pillow I'm all for that because I so get it but others are able to celebrate the day or honor the late mother or father in a way which is also absolutely fine too and for me social media didn't bother me that much because as the day was going by I just thought if I open my Instagram feed tonight or tomorrow I'm still more than likely going to see a post and I, for me, it doesn't affect me massively because whether you've lost a mum or a dad, or unfortunately in some cases both, we still have a parent or you still have parents. They may just not be with you earthside. And for me I will always have a dad he will always guide me through life I will always hear him at the back of my head in my head in the back of my head don't know what I'm trying to say but you got it and I always know what you would tell me to do the answer to like the answer to give me and I will carry that throughout my whole life now and I will allow people to celebrate their parents and they are so fortunate and so lucky if they are both still here and yes so that was my feelings around the whole social media aspect of it as with grief it's just I think there's this 
expectation how you should grieve. I remember going on Google in the very early days of grief until I found out the grief community on Instagram, which is incredible. But it said something ridiculous, in my opinion, ridiculous, saying the five stages of grief in order. And grief is so non-linear. I don't understand how that's a thing. Some people may agree with it, like you do you. But I just thought, whether it's 20 years time or however long I can imagine it will still hurt just as much as it did the day they died and I have seen those kinds of posts on like the grief community on Instagram and I love the raw and honest stories that come out on there because they are definitely more true to life because people just there is that thing though as well of like oh it's the funeral's done everything dies down that's definitely so true and yeah not one day's the same you could have a heavy two weeks and have maybe two light days but then go back to the heaviness again or you could have two lighter weeks you know vice versa and another way that i did actually honor my dad on father's day was something that was like a little bit more private but it's very much public if you find it i follow the grief gang which is hosted by the luscious girl called amber she is so so funny and the way she talks about grief and it's just very me i want to be a best mate she's great and she delivered my little tribute to Jude perfectly she was pissing herself love that for her because that is the whole point of what i wanted to do Jude is his name that is to be heard and he always delivered the laughs and Izzy's not here to do that now I thought whether he hates it or not I'm gonna do it for him because I sent him like the funniest picture of him taking absolute piss at a Brits abroad on holiday he had like a bulldog towel in denim hat blinged out bum bag you name it he had it and I showed my mum and sister on the way back from Cardiff it's like not like a surprise because I didn't really intend on showing them but I thought, you know what, because I kept it quite lighthearted, I'd like to show them. And they loved it. They thought it was portrayed brilliantly and just him down to a T. So I loved that. And I think that's my little Father's Day segment rounded up, which then moves me on to the griefy holiday segment. And I mentioned at the start of episode two, you definitely cannot run away from reality or grief because surprise surprise it follows you everywhere that you go and especially this weekend as we went to Marbella me my mum and my sister-in-law and the last time we went to Marbella was for my 21st birthday when my mum and Tudor swept all the family away and my two best friends to Marbella and gave us the weekend of a lifetime so many incredible hilarious and precious memories were made that trip and it was a holiday we will all never forget and that's why as soon as we pulled up to the hotel this overwhelming emotion came over us which I naively again didn't expect but you would drive past points in the street where pictures and memories were made and there was like this one legendary picture of Shude after a very good day at pool party which we all just screamed at for so long and it brought back those positive emotions in terms of all the 
love and the laughter and the good times but then ultimately now it is completely tainted with sadness as will everything for the rest of our life will be there is this massive empty space in this silence which is so loud that his non-physical presence isn't here and all those happy memories that we have to come as a family which will be happy because we'll all give each other the strength to do so but again it will be tainted with a lot of sadness there's moments like me and my sister could get married him walking us down the aisle and having our kids and watching my 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 children's my siblings kids growing up all those memories to come are so much harder to think about as he isn't here with us to experience that and that is what I've massively noticed is that there's this we're in this time at the moment where everything is just separated so there's this before life which was bliss life was perfect life couldn't be better and it almost feels like that chapter is closed which I hate to say but it just feels like it has and you want to look back on that chapter and jump straight back into that chapter but what we're looking at now is the after and I hate saying it life without him because that is the harsh reality and I know my mum can vouch for this as well and I know the rest of my family will too but looking ahead into the future just isn't a thing because it's so incredibly difficult to think about and comprehend so this moment in time that we're in at the moment where time is honestly a blur like I think we're four or five months since he's passed I don't even know because time doesn't exist and it is so incredibly hard music was also a massive thing when we went away music is very nostalgic anyway you can listen to a song and think oh my god that reminds me of last year's school but with grief it really smacks you in the face out of nowhere and what I noticed was we were in like this really like it's called Mosh Kitchen if you've been to Marbella it's a very party kitchen it's very upbeat and with grief anyway sorry I'm going a little bit like a different direction but a part of you literally dies with them a hundred percent I am not the same person that I was before. I don't know if I ever will be. And I don't think I will be because he brought so much of my personality, my humor, who I am. And he is, he's built me to be who I am today completely. But like I said, a part of you does die. And you just, at the moment, you don't feel necessarily that present with things. So as much as we had the loveliest weekend, it also you don't feel very present and you don't feel very you and you're kind of just floating by trying to enjoy yourself as much as you can because we are consciously making that effort because you know that is exactly what he'd want but there is our smiles are just a little bit duller the laughs a little bit duller everything is just dimmed at the moment which I'm sure will come back but just not 100% who we were before again and yeah so we were in mosh kitchen and sexy bitch by david Greta came on laugh but i turned around to my mum and she was bawling and she's a private griever so it completely took me because i was just 
she's so strong and just for her to just to break down to that song in such an upbeat environment was just heartbreaking for me because I've lost my dad and I find it so incredibly hard every day but for my mum she's lost her life partner her soulmate like the father to her children just she has lost so much in him and I have everyone she is the one that is feeling it the most they idolize each other and you know, as those children, of course, we feel it too, just as much. I'm not taking that away from any of my, you know, my siblings, but just for her, it breaks me to look at. And it was just a song that her and Tudor would like dance and sing to in the car and like the early days of their relationship. And I can completely imagine him like serenading it to like David Quetta crying because that's who he was. And there was another time then where there was like a 60s, 70s, like 80s disco dance party um at the hotel and Barry White played honestly about three times in an hour and it was a song that might again my dad would like serenade to hear in the car and I just said to her I was like I feel like it's his way of being like I'm here I'm always here my presence is always known and I'm always around you all and I try to find comfort in that and I hope she does too because yeah they may not be here in their physical presence but they most definitely guide us through the rest of our lives and as a family we definitely stand strong together like I said and we all wear our grief very very well we have so much strength but just because someone holds it together well it doesn't mean they're not dying inside and it doesn't hurt so incredibly much and that is something that is so true with grief I think people can look at you from you know the external and think oh my god like they're fine like they seem so good and so strong and so positive which is true a hundred percent is true because we could be locked away and don't want anyone to see us and it's all doom and gloom, but that isn't us. That isn't what Tudor was like, but you know, still hurts. It's still very, very heavy. And like I said, grief is always gripping you by the neck. It's like throughout your day, it is always gripping you by the neck. And we are so incredibly lucky that we have each other to get each other through and I feel like I am now rambling so I'm gonna end it there I don't want to bore everyone too much and I'm gonna plan the next couple of episodes and try and be a consistent queen and let's see what the next episode brings thank you so much for listening and I will see you in episode four